0: Around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. Welcome today. We're so glad to have you join us here on Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. It's a delight always to have you. We pray for you and believe God with you. That the blessing of the lord overtakes you and that you're able to just consistently (laughs) just go after more and more and more of the lord and then be a greater influence in the area where you live Uh, terry and i look forward to doing these every week and we always want you to know you can find us at terrymize.com tell your friends that's got to be really easy and then any of our products or meeting schedule um, terry's monthly newsletter which is about to go up here in a day or two on the website all of our podcasts are archived there as well. And then all of our meeting schedule and, and uh, is all there. And uh, also, uh, you know, Terry has two personal Facebook pages, as well as com Facebook page. And so we look forward to hearing from you. We're grateful for all those great comments that we get from time to time. And we just are delighted to know that anything we had to say, Or that you read or saw a video or some live stream at a local church where terry happens to be ministering that any of that was a blessing to you and encouraged you and your family so we just want you to know um you know we're in this to bless folks and to lead them to jesus to encourage the body of christ to strengthen you paul talked about you know how he encouraged the churches and uh, that's that's really what terry and i want to do we were both raised in the pentecostal church um, we both were saved at a very young age, uh, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit at a very young age. He went to the mission field. I went to Bible college. <laughs> and uh, we just saw God do great things very early in our life. And that's a treasure trust. We don't count that lightly. That is an absolute joy to know that uh, God was leading us at such an early age. And we've got, um, you know, a, a grand and marvelous foundation that God has built our lives upon, um, we just are very, very grateful and humbled by that, and just so thankful that there are there is fruit even now, <laughs> uh, where we are in life. There is still fruit from that wonderful foundation that God gave us at such an early age. Well, darling, uh, we're here um, doing a podcast on a very rainy day. We're finally home in Tulsa, and uh, finally, yes, finally. <laughs> It's amazing. It seems like, what would you count up today out of 73 days? Yeah, the,
1: the last 73 days, we spent seven nights in our own bed.
0: That's astounding. Shocking.
1: But we're here tonight.
0: Yeah, we're here tonight.
1: And it's thundering outside and lightning and raining. It sounds so good. I just yeah. We can just snuggle down <laughs> in front of the fire and have some hot chocolate. and Oh, I know. Read the Bible. And
0: Do a podcast. Make a podcast. Yes, yes. So we're... We're grateful, and uh, we've prayed and rebuked tornadoes all day and floods and all kinds of things all around well, yeah, the Tulsa. They keep
1: popping up, and the newscast keeps saying there's one there and one there, and yeah, one, really. we, we keep popping them, telling them to pop back up in the sky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been a it's been one crazy day weather-wise here in Oklahoma, and we are just so grateful uh, for the confidence you know, that we have in the Lord. First John 5 you know, fourteen, fifteen. Over says, "This is the confidence that we have in this Him. This is the confidence that if we ask anything according to His will, we know that He hears us. And and if we
1: know that the, if he, he hears, hears us, us, then we know we, know we have it. the petitions we desire We him. have desired. Isn't that great?
0: That's such an amazing. That scripture verse. hit me
1: when I was a teenager. It was one of my foremost foremost scriptures. Yeah. Realizing if I can find it in the Bible, right. <laughs> I can make it happen. If I can find it in the Word, if I find out that it is in the Word, then I know I can pray it, and I know He'll hear me, and I know Boy, if He hears me, He'll do it, and i got it and receive it. What a what a deal.
0: Well, I know you'll be thrilled to hear my amplified translation of that. <clears throat> oh,
1: well, of course. And, uh, <laughs> I'm waiting with bated breath.
0: <laughs> bated breath. But I think it's so spectacular. It says uh, we have the confidence or the assurance, the privilege that we have of boldness. You know, not everybody can boldly say, that their God will do something for them, you know. And yet we can boldly say, because of his word, that he will back his word. Absolutely, That he listens to us, Amplified says, and he hears us. And we make these requests according to his word. And the Amplified uses this wonderful little word. It says, and if since we positively know that he listens to I us. I positively know. <laughs> I positively know. And whatever we ask, according to his word there, it says, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possessions the requests made of him. That's so marvelous to know that we have a God that we can absolutely count on. Amen. To do anything that we ask of him according to his word. Well, that
1: scripture is just so powerful. If you can find it in the Bible. That's right. Uh, man, what a, what a deal! If you can find it in the Bible, you can make it happen.
0: You can make it happen. Isn't that tremendous? This is the confidence Isn't that we that have in, me, in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, and you know, back years ago, you know, when you and I, you and Jackie were on the mission field, and Dean and I were pastor and there at Lakewood on staff, the thing that was so amazing to me that just that just brought down a sacred cow of Pentecostalism was always the fact. That nobody knew what the will of God was. Oh, yeah. You know,
1: you never know, I, you know what God's going to do. Can never tell what God's going to do.
0: When I read that scripture, I, I, I'm sure it was Brother Hagen or Brother Copeland, somebody preaching on it, and said. Uh, if we know, you know, if we ask anything according to His will, according
1: to, that's that's the kicker right there.
0: And they and Pray they said, "Well, the what is God. God's will? Well, God's will is His word. Is his his word. word is His right. will. His will is His word. His word is His will." His Back and covenant, forth, his and will, the te-
1: the New Testament, the Old Testament, yeah, a testament's a will,
0: right? And after three years of of Pentecostal theology and Bible college. There was some uh, sacred cows that had to come down, uh, you know, because we had had instructors and different people and church leaders say, well, you're just trying to tell God what to do. Oh,
1: yeah, I've heard you that know. one.
0: Yeah, and you, who do you think you are? Yeah, I've heard that know. one. And, uh, well, how how would you know the will of God? Mm. And I was able to say, if I can find it in the Bible, like you just said, and and I'm 23 years old. Trying to figure this new word of faith concept out, sure. And somebody gave me right along with it around that same time and showed me. Um, it was some hotel meeting. It must have been Jerry Seville or Carolyn somebody teaching in there. Um, that God is not a man that he should lie. If he said a thing, he'll Amen. do it. And if Numbers he spoken I mean that was like another piece of the puzzle, Amen. Terry. Amen. It's like ching. There goes another Amen. piece of the puzzle. Yeah. To First John five fourteen and fifteen, sure. and I remember those two things that really. Caught hold in my heart that that if I could find where God said it in His Word, any area of my life, then I knew that He didn't lie about it, and oh, that I could count on it. And there there was no conversation about it. I didn't have to wonder about it anymore. When you take the wonderment out of it, the, my it just changes your whole. This you, is the confidence you, you know, have. Psalms, confidence. Uh, Psalm one hundred
1: and thirty-eight, verse two says that God exalted His Word. Yes. This is so powerful. God right. exalted His word even higher, higher than, than His, his name. name which in God itself gave me that when I was uh, 18 years old, and uh, <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> right, shook my right. world to realize and understand that whatever God <laughs> said, it's going to be so that, no, he, right. he, that he, if He broke his word,
0: right,
1: he'd have to deny His name. If he broke his word, he'd be a liar. If he was was a liar, he'd have to bow his knee to Satan, who's the father of lies. And that's not going to happen. No. And I said to myself when I was just a teenager, I said, you know, I'm just not that important that God's going to lie to me. No,
0: that's right.
1: (laughs) If God lied to me, he'd have to bow his knee to Satan. He loves me, but he doesn't love me that much. That's
0: right. Good point. Good point. And it,
1: it was a great revelation to me that God has exalted his word. Even higher, than, higher his than, his than his name. Jeremiah one twelve. I watch over my word, or I hasten my, my word, word to perform, to perform it. Perform. Heaven's just waiting and looking and watching all the time to right. see if some man, some woman on the earth, That's on the right. planet, right. is going to move on the word. Because if somebody's going to move on the word, right. heaven needs to move and get in gear and make that thing come to pass. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. I hasten my word. I watch over my word to yeah. perform it.
0: Well, it's just it, it. I think Dean made a statement one time years ago. He said, "as though it's as though God was was leaning over the the banister mm, of heaven, sure. and his mouth is just watered, thinking you're going to believe him." Sure. And use hey, before his,
1: we go any further, I keep looking. I keep looking for a spot to jump in here with this, but right. I, I just wanted to say that my dear, 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 dear oh, friend,
0: yes, yes, Dr.
1: Bob Lemon, right, uh, passed away yesterday and went to the heaven. That he right. has preached about for so long and for so many years. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Bob was in his mid 80s, and he was in a. Uh, he, he had been in, living in Michigan for oh years and years now. Right. But just recently, they moved he and Mary Bell back down to Florida. Mary Bell had always said, I, "Ever since I've known them." Uh, which is 1978 to now. So that's, uh, what, 51 years? No, 41 41 years. years. Mm -hmm. And Mary Beth always said, I want to move to Florida. I want to move to Clearwater, Florida, because that's where she came from and where her kids were and all. And uh, finally, they just, a couple of years ago, they said, okay, we're going to take you down there and put you in a nursing home. Right. And then they they transferred Bob a few days ago from the nursing home into hospice care. And then uh, he went on to his eternal reward. And I tell you, I bet he's... I bet he's having a having a good time
0: dancing on the streets. Bob morning. used to sing
1: and lead, lead praise and worship, yes, he and did. he sang that song "Throw up your hands, <laughs> fall on your f- face, because the Holy Ghost is going to shake this place." <laughs> and I tell you, I bet the Holy Ghost is. Sh- I bet he's a shaking and jiving now. I bet he
0: is. I he also
1: him. used to always sing. He'd traveled with me, you know. He traveled with me for years. And, <coughs> yeah, know.
0: Uh, y'all came. To, you brought him to our church. Sure, Corpus Christi. sure.
1: Yeah, actually, flew him there in my airplane. Yeah, but uh, yeah. he. Uh, he He sang a song that you I'm sure you know this since you're a musician and a and a, you, uh, a singer and all this, and you know all these old songs, but he used to always stand at my meetings and sing uh, uh there's a line that's been drawn through the ages,
0: yes right, you
1: know, and the name of the song is it's finished it is finished it is finished it is finished there's no more war no more it war. it is finished the the end of the conflict. It is finished, it and is Jesus finished. is Lord.
0: And Jesus is Lord. Oh, no, I can hear his voice singing that. You know, Bob... He, he loved to lead singing, and I loved... When they were there, I liked playing for him. I mean, oh he had yeah. such a good, oh, strong yeah. voice, and he always has just such a smile on his face.
1: You know, he was a Baptist minister for years. Right. And somehow ended up at Raymond Tulsa.
0: Well,
1: As an older student, as an right. older person. I mean, he's right. older than me. Right. And... Uh, uh, when I met him in 1978, he was leading worship for Buddy and Pat Harrison well, here in Tulsa at Faith right. Christian Fellowship. And uh, Buddy actually came to me and asked me, he said, Would you take him, would you take my song leader and his wife on a mission trip with you? Oh. And I said, Well, sure. And so I took them to Mexico with me. In fact, I think Bob and Wally Daniels, Dr. Dr. Daniels, he now is head of one of the hospitals here in town, right. dear, dear, dear friends, Bob and Wally. And uh, I took them and took uh, Bob and Marybell and then Jackie and I. Right. And we went down to Mexico and had meetings, I think up in Tepepulco. Uh, oh, I think we went up to Ixmiquilpan mm-hmm. in the state of Hidalgo and ministered at a big old Mexican church up there, Pentecostal church. Wow. But uh, anyway, uh, a couple uh, the very next year, I guess it was, in 79, uh, I was uh, going down to Guatemala to... Preach in the jungle. Right. My my friends, your friends, you know them, Elam and Barbara Stoltzfus. Right, right. Stoltzfus, Stoltzfus. And uh, had invited me to come down. Right. Elam's in heaven now. Yes, he is. But Barbara's still in the Barbara's, jungles of Guatemala, still preaching the gospel, She's and still, still being preaching. a missionary. I tell you, sometimes I read her stuff on Facebook or read her letters and feel like I need to repent and go be a missionary. <laughs> but anyway, Elam <laughs> invited so me to come people. down. He said, Terry, would you come do some jungle preaching? The, 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 the tribes are going to come together for a for a particular reason, for a particular holiday or get together of some kind. There's going to be a bunch of tribes meeting together. And he said, uh, would you preach a crusade while they're here? We'll yeah. be able to platform and you preach. And I said, sure, I'd be glad to do that. And he said, well, would you, do you know any doctors? I said, sure. I've got a good friend that's a doctor, Dr. Bobby Daniels. Yeah. And he said, well, bring a doctor with you if you can. And he said, I'm, I'm a missionary and they come to me, you know, for medical help, but I have zero medical training, right. but I, I try to help. Right, because that's right. the way they do missionaries. Sure. Uh, and, and then I asked Bob Lemon and I said, hey, Bob, you want to go to Guatemala with me? I'm going to the jungle and uh, we're going to preach the gospel out in the jungle and and Bobby's going. Doctor Daniels is going, and we're going to have a clinic. And I'm going to interpret for him in the day, and help him in the clinic. And then we're going to take a bath in the river and change clothes, and, <laughs> and walk over to the Crusade grounds and preach a Crusade and have right. healings and miracles and salvation. No right. oh, Bob was so excited about it. And he said, "Yeah, he said I, I want to go. I want to go." And so he he was working at that time. Right. Uh, those of you that live in Tulsa or have been to Tulsa when well, you're know, a rain or something are familiar with the town. He's working at Woodland Hills Mall at Sears and Roebuck in the automotive department selling tires. Oh,
0: my goodness. And uh, he
1: quit his job at Sears and Roebuck and traveled with me to Guatemala and then ended up traveling with me for several months after that, I think four or six months after that. My goodness. And then he went to work for Buddy Harrison at FCF and worked for Buddy for years and years. And then he went into his own ministry. He never went back to a secular job again, never went back to Sears, never did that. Wow. That trip, he start, He went with me to Guatemala. And, of course, on that trip, he was with me in Guatemala. It's whenever I raised that little baby girl from the no, dead. that's right. That that's uh, right. Bobby was there, medical doctor, says she's dead. Uh, and and uh, I held her up for 12 hours, Renee, and, and God raised her from the dead. And for years and years, Bob would see me on the road somewhere. We'd be at a convention or we'd see each other somewhere. And he'd say, he'd say, you know, he said, I, every time I tell that raising that baby girl from the dead story, he said, I, I think I do mention your name.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I said, well, as, long as you mention the name of Jesus, it's all right. But anyway, Bob was a good man. Good, he was. good, good, godly man, preacher. You know, he and Bell used to come to our house every Christmas. I don't know if you knew this or not, but when my kids were little, they were little, little guys. And, uh, uh, Bob and Mary Bud come to our house every Christmas and say, "I want to play with your kids' toys. What did your kids get for Christmas?"
0: Because Lynn
1: and Paul were about—I don't know—they were probably seven and four, you know. Yeah, I don't right. know something like that. Right. And uh, and then the girls were little, little bitty. But, uh, you know, they'd, of course, being that size boys, they'd end up with cars and trucks right, and right, guns and right. balls and bats and stuff. Right. And I tell you, Christmas after Christmas, Bob and would come over to our house and they I want to play with the kids' toys. what they get for Christmas? How so cute. We were just How good cute. friends, good friends. He traveled with me and sang for me. And, and then, of course, he just had such a wonderful ministry on his own. His ministry was called Harvest Fire. Wow. And they traveled around the world. Uh, my, my, my. And, and yesterday he went home.
0: That's just The, battle, the
1: battle's over. <laughs> There'll be no more wars. <laughs> no
0: more wars. The end
1: of the conflict. <laughs> Jesus is Lord.
0: Well, that's amazing to me, you know, to think of all the people that we don't know mm-hmm. and the handful we do know out of seven and a half billion. Sure. And then what a marvelous eternity uh, that it will be with the Lord Jesus Christ to get to know all those fabulous saints of God. That down through the ages have done these things. No, that's right. I, what I hear in my head when you talk about Bob Lemon Terry is when he was in our church, he, he he just had such a wonderful sense of humor. He was always oh, yeah, sure. teasing and laughing. He just smiling, laughing, sure. happy. He'd go, Nya! yeah. <laughs> and then he'd sing that song. He taught it to me about we're traveling together. Oh, yeah. enjoying, enjoying the trip. The trip. Sure. And I can his voice in my Getting head. Getting used to
1: the people we'll spend eternity with.
0: <laughs> yes, I can hear him. Just singing that in my head. Oh, yeah. We're traveling together. Yeah. And so to me tonight, as we honor them, him, um, I just think about, man, we're traveling together through eternity. No, that's right. I mean, it's never going to an, an unending trip Sure. forever with the people of God. And he and Mary Bill, uh, we just honor them tonight. And she's, you know, he
1: just, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, she's uh, still alive. She's still with us. And, she's uh, in,
1: she's in critical care yeah, or hospice right. care herself
0: and uh, you know they're they're just such marvelous uh investment that god has put through their lives oh absolutely the
1: there's so many people that love them yeah and uh you know i loved them first yeah. <laughs> they yeah. were my dear friend you know bob really had a tremendous ministry in, in the ministry of helps well
0: right. i was i was gonna ask you that know, he really that went in that. and taught Didn't ministry of he helps that. all over the right. world
1: and and uh Uh, You know, he and I talked about it. I talked with him on it. And in fact, I taught him a few things about Ministry of Helps. I mean, he was just such a tremendous uh, leader and trainer uh, in the Ministry of Helps. You know, you just can't, you just can't, the ministry just can't function without Helps.
0: No, they can't,
1: and I. And, and so it's always a big deal to him and to Mary Bell to be in the Minister of Helps, and I'll say this: I, I, I don't know how many of our. I wondered if you were. I don't know say how that. many of our, our 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 partners and people that are listening to us today would even get this because you'd you'd have to know them. You'd
0: have to. Know Everybody them that too. knows them
1: are going to like this, but uh, Mary Bell has kind of a kind of a high pitched voice Probably and kind not. of a long drawn out voice, and so. Uh, one day we were preaching up in Canada, yeah. and we were trying to, the, whoever picked, it was cold, and whoever yeah. picked us up, me and Jackie right. and Bob and Mary, but whoever picked us up brought a van, a church van. Right. And the step was pretty high up. Right, And so Mary Bell wanted a step to step on. She wanted right. something to put down on the ground to step on to, to, so she could step up on the Launch van. Launch yourself yeah. into the
0: van. <laughs>
1: and so nobody had one, and she turned around and looked at Bob, and she said, Bob, where's the ministry of helps? I tell you, we have laughed about that for decades. And every time mean, Bob and I get together, whether we're in a church service or what, yeah. I'll just say, Bob, where's the ministry of helps? And you know, he just fall over, crack up, laughing. Have you know.
0: anybody ever had had had? Uh, you know the right to say that it would have been them because oh, they yeah, sure, sure knew some stuff sure. about. I think I admired about him and and some others in through life that I've that I've met, that are such gracious. Bob would just I mean he just had such a humility about him on a lot of things. Oh, I mean yeah. he would he was okay. To be a helper, he was okay to be the second fiddle. Oh, sure, he was sure. okay to to be there to help the man of and what God. What a
1: blessing that is! It is what and an anointing and a blessing and a calling he just to, to be at the peace just with to be that. the second man. You know, right. I know some I know some great people right. that have floundered for years right. because they want to be the first
0: right. guy, but they they think a they're supposed to be it, that,
1: <laughs> and they never make it as that. They just never it just never right. works. But whenever they drop. Into that position they 're called right. to and anointed right. to as the as a second man in the Ministry of helps or associate or whatever right. they 're excellent they 're just outstanding, and they make things flow so so great. And I, I I wish the church could get off this idea of thinking that everybody's gotta be Be promoted. You know, they say, Well, you're the nursery worker, so we're gonna promote you to the children's church. Well maybe they don't wanna be promoted to the children's yeah. church. They're anointed as the nursery worker.
0: May not have the and grace. Then they to say, well, you're gonna, kids. No, and they say, Well, you're you're doing
1: great in children's church, so we're gonna promote you to the youth. Well, that may not be their calling <laughs> at yeah. all, but they're totally happy in children's church. A, yeah. And they say, Well, you're doing great in youth, so we're gonna promote you to the you know, to the associate pastor, you know, and then you're doing great associate pastor. We're going to promote you to the pastor. And and we have pull so many people right. out of the office and the calling and the anointing right. that God's called them to and grace them right. with that anointing right. to do right. that job. And then we come along, think we know better than God. And so we promote them to something else. And it just doesn't work the way it should work right, it works, they make it work right, but just not the way it, it could work, not the well oiled machine that God intended exactly. it to be if you'd let them go ahead and function. And some people are so delighted to be in that position, that's right. You know, you know, Renee, I, I you know this because you know me, but I begged God for right. years. <laughs> oh man, I begged God back in the back in the uh early 80s late 70s early 80s right. because Oral Roberts was my friend right. and I spent a lot of time with Oral and T.L. Osborne was my friend right. and I spent a lot of time with T.L. in fact people in America didn't even he never preached in a church in America back then ever I'm the guy that got him to preach in a church in America <laughs> in 1980 I called John Osteen and said hey you want T.L. Osborne to preach yeah, for you and he right, said what yeah, yeah. he said I can't even get past the secretary I said well I can get him to preach for you but but I begged God to let me be T.L.'s number two guy, right. or it'll be Oral's number two guy. Right. I said, Lord, I don't need to ever preach again. I don't ever have to have to crack a Bible and step in a pulpit again. If I can help Oral reach all those right. millions of people, if I can help T.L. reach all those millions of people, right. I'd be happy as a hog in a turnip patch. Every time they want a soul, I'd win a soul. If they got somebody healed, I'd get somebody healed. Right. And the Lord wouldn't, wouldn't let me do it. He said, no, I'll call you into your own ministry. And, oh, I wanted to be second fiddle. I wanted to be the second guy. I wanted to be the number two guy to those great ministers. And I I, I told them both. I'd say, I'd I'd be, both of those guys, I told them, I would be the best minister of helps you ever had. (laughs) I would outdo anybody. I would help you. I would I would would know what you needed before you knew you needed it. And I'd be there with with it supplied. Because there's an anointing for that. You know, we need ministers of help. No, we do. You and I need ministers of help. You need people that help you get the ministry done.
0: I think about people um, in uh, large corporations, people that do business uh, on such a fast pace and their leaders in their, uh, you know, uh, whatever industry they're in, men like um, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and, you know, even President Trump, all these, all these people that head up all these corporations, they have people that work for them are hired for their ability to anticipate need they have to anticipate everything that could possibly happen during a particular dynamic. Well,
1: absolutely. You know,
0: during a board meeting. Sure. <laughs> you know, during during a presentation of a particular product. They hire people for their ability to see beyond, oh, let's do this. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and they're paid a lot of money because they have that skill. Sure. To know how uh, to anticipate plan, and then they have whole entire meetings with staff. Okay, now this is what we've planned to have. We've forgotten anything. Everybody, let's walk this through and let's see if we've forgotten anything. And then people sit around and say, well, we need to tweak this and tweak that. Sure, you know, sure. I mean that if we need that in the church and we need that uh, in the ministry, and then we need that within the kingdom of God. So, um, you know, it, it, God has a plan and he has a way for everybody to be productive and to be helpful and for it to promote uh, the kingdom of God so that we are far more productive than we would be just alone by ourselves trying to figure it all out and reinvent reinvent the wheel. You know, Mm -hmm. every time we come along, were you going to read that?
1: No, no, okay. I was, uh, No, that's all right.
0: Well, we were just thinking about different
1: I was just looking at those lyrics of uh, that old Bob Lemon song, It Is Finished. That's such yeah, a powerful it's,
0: song. It is. It's a wonderful
1: song. I haven't heard it since Bob used to sing it. Well, Now, you were it, going to talk about Matthew 25.
0: Yeah, you and I were talking about this this <clears> morning. <throat> we were discussing it earlier. And it, it's just so important. For us as Christians, I want to encourage all of you to take some time here in the next few weeks, or next few days, next few hours, and read Matthew 24 and 25. Because there's so much in there of Jesus trying to prepare us for the end time. That's
1: right. He's prophesying as a prophet.
0: That's right. He's
1: telling us what's going to come to pass.
0: Exactly. And he's giving us examples in here of how... We are to live and prepare the soul to think right.
1: No, oh, absolutely. Uh,
0: you know, to be ready, like in Matthew twenty four. I think it's I always think it's so astounding that Jesus says, "Now pray this right. when in the end time, right. pray that 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 when the trials and tests and tribulation and all of these things happen, now pray that it doesn't happen on a Sunday." Right. And I take that by or, saying, or in the
1: winter,
0: uh, is yeah, or
1: if you're pregnant,
0: <laughs> right. And it, it has, his concept in there is that the way I would interpret this, pray. That, um, you know, that there's not some tragedy that happens uh, or national crisis on a holiday yeah. where everything's closed, right. you know, then don't let the weather be inclement, inclement like it would be in winter. Sure. You know, that it not be in winter. Sure. And then pray that you're not pregnant. And I think, so you run fast, <laughs> you know, so you can right. pack the kids up in the car and get going. Of course, and, the and greatest
1: verse, one I've preached yeah. for 51 years, is verse 14. Yes. Jesus said in Matthew 24, This gospel, 14, this gospel of yes. the kingdom shall be preached in all the world <laughs> oh, as a witness to all nations. And no, then right. the end shall come.
0: Well, I find it so spectacular, Terry.
1: You missed a good place to say amen right there.
0: Well, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. i I was thinking Lift your that. hands and
1: praise the Lord. Right praise
0: <laughs> the Lord. Hallelujah. That there's so much instruction. And it, and you're exactly right about you know, the I think Jesus Jesus put Matthew twenty four, fourteen right there in that particular chapter where it is so that it, it keeps the church on task. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, that, that, that's what we have to keep in front of us all the time because he's given us instructions here, like in Matthew 24, verse 4, be careful that no one misleads you. You know, verse 6, I see that you are not frightened. You know, I mean, there, there's like seven or eight things throughout the this this uh, these two chapters, and then he says, "Now pray this," <laughs> you know. So he's walking you through the end times, and then we get over here to Matthew 25, where he's talking about um, the parable of the talents. Sure. Uh, one man he gave five talents, right. another man he gave two, right. and another man he gave one, mm-hmm. and so he goes through this thing. And he shares with each one. It says he he gave to each in proportion to their own personal ability. And I find that that's exactly you mean,
1: what... He, you mean he wasn't a socialist?
0: No, he wasn't a he socialist. He didn't do
1: distribution of wealth?
0: Yeah, No, no. Chapter 25 he didn't, of Matthew he will did to He you. didn't say,
1: let's not be capitalists. Let's be <laughs> socialist, let's, let's make sure everybody has the same amount. No, no, no.
0: Mm. It, Matthew 25 alone stands as an icon out there that Jesus was a capitalist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's so exciting to see this because... And he didn't
1: make the rich. Share with the poor.
0: No, isn't that amazing? In fact, he, he said says, he
1: said you ought to give to the poor. Right. He said exactly. you should give to the poor. The poor will have with us always and you ought to take care of them and That's you ought right. to help them. But but he didn't take it away from them and make them do it.
0: No. And and he you know, you know
1: he you know he fed five thousand people one day of of his followers, but he, he wasn't feeding illegal aliens. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that today. That was so good. You know, and that little boy that gave Jesus the lunch got back. All that maybe those twelve basketfuls, oh, yeah, you know, sure. and oh, was able to go and sell that indeed. and yeah. make money for he and his mama. Sure. But anyway, we want you to see this that um, you know Jesus had perspective here on the concept of investment and how you and I are to conduct ourselves, and um, that that we have to have. Um, and a concept before God that he does expect us to produce. Yes, he does. And he expects us he's, to he's double our money. Lazy, yeah. He's not into
1: lazy. He's not into unproductive
0: things. No, and he expects us to double. Whatever gift he gave you, he mm-hmm. expects you to double that. Yeah, yeah go and, what, whatever, and so I want to read this to you. It, it's a long parable. I was amazed how many verses came that were involved in that. But it says, "...to one man he gave five in proportion to his own personal ability." And then he, then he, after he gave all those talents, it says that, that the, you know, the uh, rich man left and uh, then he came back and it says he, he, you know, he began to inspect him. And after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Yeah. Isn't that that unusual? The master's
1: here to settle accounts.
0: The master, you know, and that's what Jesus gets, you know, um, there's going to be some accounts, you know, settled. And it says, he who received five came and brought to him. And, and he said to Jesus, or the master, he said, uh, you gave me five talents. See here, I have gained five talents more. Yeah, that's <laughs> Man, tremendous. Isn't that tremendous? Yeah. I mean, I want to stand before the Lord and say, you gave me this, this, and this is my talents. And here I've doubled it for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And then he says, the master said to him, well done. Well done. You upright, honorable, admirable, and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little Right. He called those five talents a little, right. and he said, "I will put you in charge of bunch. Enter into the joy now, uh, which is your master, uh, which your master enjoys. In other words, the same thing I've enjoyed. Right. You enter right. into. I find these right. just these little phrases are so yeah. helpful.
1: You he got the key to the executive washroom.
0: Right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he did the same thing with the guy that had two, and and the but when he got to the guy that had one talent, master, I knew you were harsh and hard, uh, and and that's all motivated by I think. Uh, somebody that doesn't know God, mm-hmm. you know, he really didn't know the mm-hmm. master. Mm-hmm. And he really, and, and then the, the fact that uh, I think sometimes lazy people are looking for an excuse not right. to have to work.
1: And, he, and he's motivated by fear. Fear, fear right, loyal. exactly. Laziness and fear.
0: Well, that's what he says in the next verse. <laughs> so I was afraid. And I went and hid my talent in the ground, and here I have just what you gave me. (laughs) Yeah, here's your talent back. (laughs) You know? I
1: dug it up, and here it is. Right,
0: right. Still dusty. You know, when I read that again uh, over the last several days, I wanted to say, well, you know, well, he might as well have said, here, I I was a good bodyguard. I watched over what Mm. you gave me, you know? Yeah, and the
1: master wasn't impressed. No,
0: he was not. And he called that man a wicked, lazy, and idle servant. So when and and I look at that and I think, well, this is a loving God. I mean, we serve a God that loves us. Nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. His promises are to everybody. He does not prefer one person above another. But yet, just like you were saying about people being asked, or we have this wrong, false concept that if you're a good nursery worker, we're going to promote you into right, being right. a church. And it starts out with his talent says, uh, so that. You know, God wanted to give to everybody each in proportion right. to what their calling right. was. Right. You know that you have a calling and you have the grace of God to do that calling. That's right. And so that's what He's saying but here. But you know, the
1: gospel in Christianity is not for you know, it's not for cowards. No,
0: it's not for lazy people. It's not for
1: lazy people. <laughs> it's not for cowards. It's not for fearful people. No, right. You know, it's not for cupcakes and snowflakes. <laughs> you know,
0: well, you know, and, and the, grab
1: a safe space. No, the Master's got in His face and said, you are right. a wicked. You are a lazy, (laughs) you're a no-account servant, unprofitable. I gave you money, and you didn't do anything with it.
0: He said you were idle. You were idle. You didn't do anything. And so, um, you know, just in saying that part of it, we want to encourage all of you today, uh, as we're saying, Terry and I have said this, you know, for a long, long time, that the gospel, uh, as Terry was just quoting here, is not for lazy people. It's not for cowards. But because you'll have to change. You can come into the kingdom of God lazy. Sure, sure. You can come into the kingdom of sure. God being fearful and cowardly. But the longer you serve the Lord, the more the word of God you you get into your heart, you become a champion. Oh, absolutely. You become inventive.
1: Yeah.
0: You become creative in the in the things of life. You begin to solve even the problems of your own life by listening to the Lord and reading the Word of God. So all of that uh, being said about the parable of the talents, um, Jesus uh, and uh, told the people there with him, or the, the master of that of that servant said, so take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. In other so words, he that,
1: said, take the talent, the one talent, right. away from that guy right, and give it to not the next guy For up, what? but to the guy that has 10 talents.
0: 10 talents.
1: Which leaves the bottom guy with no talents. right. So again, that's not socialism.
0: No, it's that's not, not. That's
1: not redistribution of wealth.
0: No, it's not.
1: That's and you got. Amazing. You've got to produce, and you've got to work. You know, you know this silly, silly congresswoman that they've uh, elected. What's her name? AOC. They call her. Uh, you know, she says that the United States should cut a check to every person in the country, even if they're not willing to work.
0: That's just insane. Now, Jesus
1: wouldn't do that. I don't want. In fact, to the race. Bible. In fact, the Bible says, if you don't work,
0: you don't eat.
1: You don't eat.
0: No, that's right. And here
1: Jesus said, "Hey, that's an unproductive servant. I gave right. him a talent. He right. hid it. Didn't do anything with it. Right. Didn't increase. It didn't produce. Right. He's lazy. He's idle. So right. take it away from him. Leave him with absolutely nothing, and give it to the guy that I gave Those five produce. and he doubled it to ten. Right.
0: Well, and we know here that he's talking about an able-bodied servant. Certainly. S- uh, not not a disabled. Oh, no, no. Not a poverty-ridden person. We're talking able-bodied about able-bodied servants. Able-bodied servants show up for work every day. But he was so fearful and so lazy and so unproductive sure. that he wouldn't do the job. Well, it's
1: kind of like I told Jackie whenever we got married in the ministry, and then I've told you since we've been married, I said, I don't mind going to preach for any church that asked me to.
0: Right. And I don't
1: mind going and preaching for a church that can't give to me. Sure. But sure. I do not want to go to a church that could give and won't.
0: Right. <laughs> Boy. That's know, bad. If they could give bad. and they won't, yeah.
1: that's bad. And if they can't give, I'll go preach for them. I'll preach for them no. all day, give my best shot, right. pray for them, minister to them. I'm not there for money. Right. But a church that could that. give right. and won't. You know, last year we preached for, I think, two different churches back to back, one right. Sunday after one Sunday. Neither right. one of them gave me an offering. I, I don't know when that's happened in decades and decades and decades. <laughs> but, you know... Uh, if they can't do it, I'm happy to preach for them, right. but you know, they could do it and they didn't. So, uh, I'm not going to preach for them anymore.
0: No. And, and the concept being is that, you know, Jesus wants the kingdom of God, uh, to produce. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing is that he wants a big family mm-hmm. and he wants people that are in the body of Christ to grow up, be strong, yep. produce, yes. do the work yes. of the ministry. That's yes. what the fivefold ministry is there for, yes, it is, it is to teach them how to do the work of the ministry. For he says to everyone who will, uh, who has, will more be given. Wow. To everybody who has, will more be given, and he will be furnished richly. And I, I love that in the Amplified. He will be furnished richly. I see the big
1: movement today is, hey, to him that has, let's take it away from him.
0: Right. And that's let's so redistribute ungodly. it to the
1: poor. That's not what Jesus said. He no. said, no, to him that has, let's give him more.
0: And it says so that he will have an abundance, right. an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have will be taken away from him. And that's the concept that we live in. Um, I, I want to encourage all of you, if, if the devil has sown any, or you've allowed circumstances in your life, I'll say it this way. Let's not always blame the devil. If you've allowed Uh, emotional resentment towards anybody that may have more money or more, they're they're more blessed. Maybe it's an employer. (laughs) Maybe um, it's a family member. Maybe it's just somebody you see in a newspaper or a magazine. Um, You cannot have bitterness and resentment towards someone just because they have more than you do. Somewhere along the line, I see that somebody's been, they've been more willing to work for it than I have, (laughs) you know, or they've been, that they, for some reason, they they have either inherited wealth or they have worked really, really hard to get it. And I know there are lots of evil people out there, but the body of Christ, having the God that we have, uh, we should not be looking to the natural realm uh, to uh, see all the things that we think we've got to have. And the, and the Bible, you know, the Ten Commandments says you're not supposed to covet. No, you know? that's right. You're not supposed to desire all that stuff just to <laughs> heap exactly it upon your right. own lusts. But he says here in verse 30, "...and throw the good-for-nothing servant," the Amplified says, "...into outer darkness there will be weeping." and grinding of teeth. And when the Son of Man comes in His glory with all of His holy angels, then He'll sit on His throne, and all the nations will be gathered before Him. And then He goes on in talking some things about end times sheep, goats, and wolves, you know, sheep and goats. So we just wanted to remind you today about Matthew 24 and 25, to talk to you about the the five wise and five foolish virgins and talk to you, you know, in that same chapter here of Matthew 25, that the, those two parables about numbers and people that have and people that, that could have had, mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to look at that because the, there were five wise virgins who were prepared and had the oil and got and did their homework and were ready to go when the bridegroom gr- bridegroom gave out the call to come to right, the banquet right. and the five foolish were unprepared right. and 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 could not go right. and got locked used out. The oil all up. Yeah, used it all up and uh, misused it. Didn't manage it well. And then here's the parable of the talents.
1: Well, and, and then the bridegroom comes and and oh uh, those five foolish yeah. versions are left without.
0: Well, this whole chapter twenty five is talking about.
1: I mean, I mean, the Jesus didn't swoop at, in and say, "Hey, you yeah. you you ten that still have some oil, share with these other ladies yeah. that don't have any." No, no, no. He didn't no, do that.
0: No. And this is this is all talking about standing before the Lord at the end time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to, the, to the Son of God and the throne of God to settle accounts. Absolutely. And so you and I need to have a, a picture. If that's what's going to happen at the very end of everything, then, then you and I need to pay attention right here on this planet right now. Because God has given the people uh, in the body of Christ an advantage that we are going to live forever. God's going to take care of us, all the promises of the word of God. And then even here in America, to whom much is given, much is required. And so we just wanted to exhort you on that today and leave you with some of these things to, I hope we have whet your appetite to go and do some study on your own, read it out loud in um, Matthew 24 and 25, and take great hope and comfort that God's got a great work for you to do and for you and your family to do for the kingdom of God. And we appreciate you. We love you. We're praying for you. God's given you apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and Terry and I are here every week to encourage you uh, to stand on the Word of God, to be bold as lions, and to not turn your back uh, and run in coward um, retreat in the day of adversity, because God's got a way for you to win, and we're praying for you. You, Our partners and those that have stood with us, and pastors and friends and ministers, all of you that are listening today, whether you've ever met us or not, um, these words are meant for you, no, that's and right. we want to help you and bless you, and we're going to give out, and we believe you're going to bear a lot of fruit, just like the Apostle Paul Amen. said. He said, you're our joy and our crown because you're doing what we told you to do. Exactly, <laughs> and
1: hey, pray for Mary Bell Lemon. Yes. Pray for Mary Bell. Believe God with her and bless her and comfort her and help her, and uh, you know, we, we, we hurt with her, but we, we rejoice with Bob. And uh, go Google that song, It Is Finished. You'll like it. It was, it, I think it was about the, the Gaither Brothers or yeah, Gaither the, Band or something. Our choir in It Shreveport is, it is sing finished. That. It is just finished. such a tremendous song, and I, I just think of Bob
0: He has such all the a time. big, booming, loud yeah. voice, too, and sang it so well. Oh, absolutely. It was wonderful. Well, thank God. Tell somebody today in your household or say it out loud with us, you know, and we're going to live forever. And Jesus said and Paul promised us and and encouraged us and just provoked us to know that we are more More than than conquerors. conquerors. God bless you. See you next time. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at TerryMize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.